space where I could start thinking about next year, but I'm still trying to get through this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. Um, but yeah, blessings nonetheless. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's uh, DJ Candy Rain. Um, you know, I've been trying to take the this month to kind of recharge because my past two months has been crazy, as y'all heard on the past couple of episodes. And if y'all haven't, go check them out. Um, but nonetheless, you know, I'm kind of in the space between Sydney and Neek where, like, I'm taking care of business this year, but I'm trying to, you know, get ready for next year. So, you know, I'm just alive and thriving as well i'm happy to be here i'm just happy to be here <laughs> like nonetheless i need to try to put too too much pressure like you know on on, on myself because it's just a crazy time for everybody it definitely is you know? um and yes y'all so i have this is quana again i heard y'all questions comments concerns uh so another thing that's up in carefree black girl land is y'all know um and you don't know the backstory of carefree black girl we all know that I'm the founder of the Carefree Black Girl Movement. I own a trademark to the words. However, this lovely young lady, Zeba, was one of the first people to literally tweet hashtag Carefree Black Girl. So she became mostly known for coining the term, if that makes sense. She's a writer. She's a lovely uh, immigrant. She's a beautiful, dope woman. But she does not own the rights to Carefree Black Girl. However, she is a writer. She released a book recently. It's called The Essays of a Carefree Black Girl, y'all. I know y'all been hitting me up about this, asking like, oh my God, what is this? Is there beef? Is she affiliated? Technically, she is. But at the same time, we personally, I allow her to do her thing because Carefree Black Girl would be on the level it would without her. But I don't think that we would be as strong without her having tweeted those words. Me and her have had conversations. There's no beef with us. I personally think you guys should support her as well as support the brand because supporting the book only helps push the narrative of, you know, the Carefree Black Girl movement. And y'all, it's essays of Carefree Black Girl. So this is, you know, one woman telling her her story of what Carefree Black Girl means to her, what it looks like, and what it how it relates to her and her journey. So look at it as that. It... It's nothing negative. I definitely want y'all to support. I knew it was coming out two years ago. We've already had conversations about it. Um, and, you know, in the past, I know people been like, you know, this person got a podcast. You just should do something. With this particular situation, I look at her as an ally and as a sister and the creator of the movement. Because without her, we wouldn't be as strong. Um, so just like the feminist movement, y'all, just like the... 
uh, black revolution, black um, elevation thought. It's all a thought. I believe in divine synchronicity. I don't feel like um, the universe, the ancestors gave me alone this idea of um, building something new for a black woman um, that is Carefree Black Girl. So again, I, I love everything she's doing and I encourage you all to support. Again, the book is called Carefree Black Girls, Essays of Carefree Black Girls by Zeba Blake. Please support it, y'all. And, you know, when Carefree Black Girl drops stuff, please support us as well because we're all, like, one big movement. So, again, that's what's up in Carefree Black Girl land. I know y'all have been sending messages. I've been getting the, the posts. Um, but I personally think it's all good things because it helps the whole. All right? That's, that's what's up. <laughs> Love. <laughs> it's this, mm, ice, ice, baby. about this one cuz y'all know it's my girl it's the carefree black girl of the week none yes. other than Missy yes um for those who may not be aware our girl Missy has a star on the what the Hollywood Walk of Fame yes girl yes all right now I got a reason to go to Hollywood for real for real <laughs> nah but that's super duper dope I think you know I think it's important and I think for a while we were all complaining about her not getting her flowers and then she started giving them to herself and we were like, you know what, let's join in on you and just get and flower you with them. Um, and I think this is, you know, definitely just um, a highlight of that. So super shout out to my girl Missy, man. I hope I get to meet you one day for real. Yeah, me too. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. I'm going to, what? If I cry when I saw two chains, I'm going to probably pass out if I meet Missy. Like, she is. She does. I just got to see her in like a Walmart randomly. Like, yo. But yeah, that's super duper dope, man. Super duper fly. <laughs> that she got her name on this on, on that. So she's a. It makes sense because she's like an icon. Like, people are going to be talking about Missy for like 30, 40, 50, forever. Forever. Like, going yeah. on because she has such an impact, not on, like on music, but like the culture, mm. especially like the dance culture and like yes. music videos and writing, production. Like, so we're definitely going to be talking about Missy. So it just makes sense to have her stamp like that yeah yeah i definitely appreciate it like the press that she received around her star because i mean some people don't you know you don't see it when they're like okay this person got a star on the walk of fame but right i love that all the publications highlighted her almost every black home everybody was running the article and i appreciated that because mm -hmm. she deserved it as um, they should exactly yeah i've been recently researching missy um and found some interesting stuff about her. Like, she, you know, was a part of a girl group um, prior to be, um, making up a Timberland and becoming, like, a, a, I guess, like, a solo producer, That's performer, cool. act. Yeah, she was in the girl group. It was Florida. Yep. They thought it was going to be, like, the, the Wu-Ting-ish vibe. Yeah. Um, she has four Grammys. She sold more than 30 million records worldwide. That's a lot. That's a lot. And that's pre-streaming. Pre-streaming. That's pre-streaming. Let's put that out there. Yes. People and physically bought them. Listen. <laughs> walk 
and they had to dry. Yep. And they had to go get them discs. And yep. they had to listen. And That's she has vinyls as well. She's also one of the top sellers of like uh, vinyls. Mm -hmm. And she's not like, she's like top five. Um, but you know, you have like Prince and Michael yeah. like wow. sell like millions of, course. of vinyls a year. But she's, she's up there. Oh my God, I need Missy Vinyls bad. Yeah, yeah I gotta Christmas go. Present. Yeah, for actually, sure. Um, whenever we see her take breaks, she uh, says that she takes a lot of breaks because she has an autoimmune disorder yep. called Graves disease. Mm -hmm. um, she actually was just like getting over two torn meniscus at the a time of the um, Walk of Fame induction. Oh, wow. So, you know, whenever we see our girl looking a little different, you know, we have to remember that she's pushing through. Extend people and, some um, grace. That's why she went away when she had that little hiatus for so long. She was dealing with that. Her appearance obviously really changed. That's why she lost all of that weight. That was part of the reason why she lost all of it. And, you know, it was just, you know, yeah, we got to extend people grace. And we saw that with Chadwick. <laughs> yeah, I feel like people tend to uh, get Forget into that. the physical too much. I, I remember when Missy was losing a little weight. People was like, oh, my Missy's losing all that weight. She's mm -hmm. trying to be healthy now. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure she wouldn't mind being a little slimmer. Uh, right, maybe, absolutely. But she never, you know, some people actually don't like their size. Yep. But, girl, I got something going on. Yep. I don't want to tell everybody. Absolutely. And I appreciate Missy for that because some people uh, do put their issues to the forefront. Mm -hmm. And she's always been a creative. Oh, my so God. So, regardless of, like... Her people, her size, her appearance, or whatever, she was just always a creative. Yeah, she's, she, she's a Beyonce. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Beyonce learned from Missy how oh, to keep yeah. her private life oh, to like herself. Yes. You know what I mean? Because we, and that's awesome. We do get to just celebrate Missy and not think about all her. You know, personal business right. and all this. Like, it's just like, not, about like the art, which yeah. is awesome because that's what an artist truly wants. They want themselves to be able to just put this out there and then have their own life. And she fought for that, too. It's not like, you know, she did that and it was just the easiest thing for her. She talks about all the time how, like, she had to break out of her comfort, like, her comfort zone, meaning being okay with not being the norm, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, not being the norm, whether it was her music style, the hee-hee-hee-hee-how, whether it was how she looked, her hair. She's in this trash bag in the video doing all these crazy things. Like, you know, so I think that, like, if I could say, I know I learned from Missy to like just be comfortable and being yourself whether you think people like it or not because it's like there's someone out there who needs to see that and you know how many people took from Missy Elliott and if she didn't have the quote-unquote balls for a lack of better terms to be herself like you know I think a lot I think the whole world would be affected if you ask me it so. definitely would we wouldn't have the era of like tear wax and like, oh my like, god you know alt girls not, not even the yeah. creative girls like, yes be uh little Wayne's favorite yeah. rapper is Missy Elliott, yeah. bro. Like, let's talk about it. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? So sorry, as y'all can tell, I'm a big Missy <laughs> fan. Like, yo, yeah. So I don't know. Shout out to Missy for getting her flowers. She deserves them all. Me, I'm super fly, super duper fly, super duper fly. Me, I'm super fly, super duper fly, super duper fly. Oh, that was... <laughs>
<laughs> I don't think that picked up. That's cool. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, y'all. So I love my girl Rico Nasty, but she's on this Playboy Cardi tour, and the audience is not loving her so much, and I'm confused. Rico, you. I don't think it was like the whole tour situation, but it has been like coming up online a few shows where. People are just like booing her, throwing things at her. Like it's getting weird. Yo, I don't condone violence, but I will say, I don't not expect this from Rico Nasty that she jumped in the crowd. If y'all didn't see the video, someone threw something at her. She asked. She, she said, "Don't be scared." Don't, listen, uh, I I'm not gonna hold you. Like I said, I don't condone violence, but in situations like that, sometimes people need their ass beat. Yeah, and whoever threw it, I hope you got your ass beat, and you gonna think twice about throwing something again. And especially to Rico Nasty, I like <laughs> because that's corny as fuck, like. I just mm. that's just wild to me. I'm like, okay, so I mean, Playboy Cardi. I'm not. I'm. I'm familiar with his music, but is it a bad match sonically? Like sonically, no. Um, no, I they're feel on like the they same way. Like the same type of crowd. I feel like it's similar, exactly. but it may be on some sonically race and on some gender type thing because she is like for the girls. I think the girls love her. Love. Really love her, but his audience more like white guys. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say. Yeah, in your face. Yeah. Like, Rager. Yeah. Bitch I, 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 in your face. Like I love it. I, love I feel like her and Cardi <laughs> makes similar music. Like yeah. It's the crowd though. It's be a bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um. I just, I don't That's know. so wild to me. I, I mean, Rico's one of my favorites. She's yeah. one of my favorites. Every time I see her live, I am lit. She's a great performer. You know, but it. We're Amazing black girls, though, y'all. Like, think about it. Of course, we love Rico. Think about someone who's probably in Wisconsin, ain't never heard of Rico Nasty. You see this alternative black girl who you probably think is invading your space, which is not true. And I'm not by any way giving them any. No, no, you know no, what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? But like, you get what I'm saying? So you get what I'm saying? So that's probably. I think that's why I was like. I always envisioned Rico and Lil Uzi for some reason. I don't know why. I feel like she may have had a better with that crowd because I feel like more of us would be going to a little Uzi show. We're not running to go see Playboy Cardi, but if Uzi was with Rico, we're definitely going to pull up to that show. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I I, I, I think it's a crowd also, situation. Go ahead. Yeah, now to that point, I also find this interesting because I think we all do forget that the tour crowd is different yes. than the listener yes. crowd. Yes, yes, yes. And it is white teenagers and I mean, it's a cult almost I mean? it's almost yeah. like them boys almost be a cult so and it's so like i definitely ooh. think it's more of a um, misogynistic oh, thing yeah. um is what i feel because yeah you're you're you want to see this guy you know what i mean and then this girl's coming on that you don't have respect for which that that's because we see this we think this younger generation got it, but they they don't got it. They don't some of them don't. Players. Some of them don't. Some of them okay, don't. Okay, so some I do have a question. I don't know. I feel like we've attended shows and we saw the artists that we didn't really like, but we had like that level of respect for them. Right. Is it, is it a thing where like you should, as a concert goer, respect all the acts that goes on, or you can just be belligerent, like say that? Like, okay. Uh, there is an etiquette. Yes, there, there is. is an etiquette. I feel like people Ooh, lost yeah. that. Ooh, <laughs> that's a great question. Yeah, the etiquette to yes. show. It's like, girl, we gonna appreciate everything. 
But at the end of the day, like, her name is on the flyer. You don't look up the people. And then you come with the intention to cause her chaos. Only because, like, I did some research while y'all was talking. And it's been multiple shows where they either either, either booed her up through something. Yep. So it's like, is it somebody, you know, trying to start a trend to fuck with Rico? Like, we need to know. Because I, if you... Y'all play that dirty game. We need to play that. Yeah, I think one person saw it on social media and was like, "Well, oh shit, I'm gonna do it at the next show." Yeah, and then you know what I'm saying. I I really because I viral shit. Yeah, come out and then now it's a thing, and you want to be that person. It's. And like, I like, oh, Rico beat your ass. Me too. Coyle Ray too, and then I saw like Coy had tweeted to like Rico to show up. Showing her, like, concern, like, you know, I've been there type thing. Yeah. Because they did have beef. beef. Yeah, and they I thought beef. that was pretty dope that she was like, yo, regardless of, you know, what we got got going on, Rico's a dope person. And, you know what I'm saying, y'all need to get up there and respect her. You absolutely right, Nika. Like, that, a lot of people kind of started speaking up for her, you know? And as they should, because I feel like it's Rico. Like, like she's amazing. When I yes, met her with Afropunk, I was like... Oh, she's just as cool as I thought she was. See, and that's important. That's important because you'll meet a lot of these artists. You'll love them, admire them, enjoy their music. You meet them, and it's like, ew, I like right. you. Right. Exactly. I ain't never coming to a show ever again. And you can't even perform your own work. Yeah. Right. So. Who are you? I, yeah, we love you. Yes, Rico, we love you. I'm at your next show, girl. Yeah. You coming in December? I'll be there. Yeah. yeah I'm like, definitely gonna <laughs> We're going to go. We're going to pull up. We're going to pull up. Yeah. We're coming to Atlanta. We're coming to Mosh, man. Some way, somehow, we're going to support our girls. Yeah. Okay? And if you listen to this, make sure you cop a ticket when Cardi or whoever comes. Or you can see Rico's name on any bill. Just support her. Just support yes, man. For sure. All right. Ooh, y'all. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, that, speaking <laughs> of concerts, um... So I know we saw the whole, well, the world saw the whole Travis Scott Astro World fiasco. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely want to start out by saying like RIP to the victims, yes. um, the people who lost their lives, yes. anybody that was hurt or harmed um, that attended the concert. Um, my sympathy is with you all. Um, as a performer myself, I will say that there's just no excuse for anything. I just will hope that like people can go to the concert, see their favorite artists and be safe. Um, but yeah, you all, just to recap, that was some shit. Um, <laughs> for sure. But anywho, Travis Scott had a 50,000-person concert in Houston, Texas, um, that essentially turned into a mini-riot and it just hellfire. Um, he tweeted at the start of the concert, most of the tour stops are, of uh, Astral World is sold out, but we want to try to get the wild ones in. Um, he said things to the effect of, like, even if you got to rush the doors, y'all can get in. So, uh, Astral World, as soon as it started, we saw reports on Twitter of people, like, rushing the doors and things like that, trying to get in. By, like, 7, 8 o'clock, there were reports of people, like, um, passing out. Um, one girl started to tweet that she fainted, uh, woke up, and she's a medic, and so she started to try to help people who were, like, fainting in the crowd. Um... Reports are coming out now that the Dallas Police Department, not the Dallas, Houston Police Department, sorry Dallas, um, made a call within 40 minutes of Travis Scott's set telling him to stop. I don't trust the police, y'all, so this ain't no endorsement for the police. I don't know how true that is or not, but they're saying that they did call, they have a record of it, and so this had to be like at 940. So the show was over earlier than what we saw 
but it was people reacting and coming out. So they said they, they, well, they tried to stop at 40 minutes. I don't know if he stopped at 40 minutes, but they tried. I thought it was, well, you're right with the police. They could be lying. They could be lying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't want to. Yeah. I heard that, yeah, they called it in and then he continued and he, performing, yeah, he performing for 40, 40 more minutes. More minutes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. No, so that definitely got lost in, but a lot of people kind of have that. So that's good that we clarified that. It's, yeah. It's really interesting. Um, we don't know, like I said, when you're performing, I would say, y'all, sometimes you cannot see the crowd. You don't know what's going on. But typically, like, when you have a headset on and they make calls or they make, like, directions, somebody on stage is telling you, like, what's happening. So, I'm uh, personally, I'm disappointed that, you know, this happened. Travis Scott, I'm not going to be act like I'm a big fan of his music. I'm act like I'm not going to act like I'm not. I hear his music, probably got a song on the playlist here and there. Hate it had to be him, but I do think that if there is some fault here in the way that maybe he um, enticed his fans to behave. Um, and you know, you guys feel free to chime in, but um, yeah, Astro World, there was a fiasco. Yeah, I and spoke on this radio station on Sunday. Oh, wow, as okay. an event production station. Yeah, hi. Hey, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so now I was speaking, and they were just asking, like, who is at fault? And I say it's equal opportunity across the entire board. And that starts with Travis's environment that he creates. And that also has to do with the fact that he has a microphone. He is the one in charge of that crowd, essentially. Mm -hmm. And then it also goes on with all the other aspects of the production. Yeah. The production team, the security, every the police, all of those people didn't do their job effectively. And right. therefore, that's why the situation occurred. If everyone was doing their jobs, including Travis Scott as the artist, that could have been avoided. And that's the yeah. problem. Because yeah. if they rush, sorry, Nika, if they rush those gates, you shut it down then. Why is it still open and available when the perimeter has been breached? That's not okay. So that starts with the production team and the security team, first and right. foremost. That's what I would say, like, production, the, the security for sure, because it's like, how much security do you really need for 50,000 people? A lot, a lot. Need more than what they have. Yeah, I just, I just cannot, I, and we've seen this whole year, all these festivals having overpopulated, so it's like, you knew this was going to happen. Like, we haven't been to shows in a year. Like, people want to go to Astroworld. And it's all ages. Like, that's what got me. I'm sorry, y'all. I think that there was a lot of fault on the, like you say, all parties involved. Yes. Whoever okayed this um, all ages event for fit with 50,000 people there. No. Like, that. So, um, so, hold on. So, I heard that, <coughs> excuse me. The event originally wasn't supposed to be for 50,000 people. The event was supposed to hold a, a couple thousand less than that. But obviously, you had the people who snuck in and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like y'all said, from up jump, that puts folks So, at, I'm going to be real with you. Travis Scott had 49,400 and something tickets sold. Yeah. So they um, knew this was going to be a 50,000 person. So, event. okay. So, so maybe so, but I don't know. I know he sold, but... It wasn't but like a lot of like... It wasn't... It was like a, they said a couple dozen people snuck in. Like, you know what I mean? Well, no. no it, was even plenty, if it was a lot of people Even if it was 400. Yeah. 
Yeah. You already sold 49,000 exactly. tickets. Yeah, see, I don't know. I got to see that number because that's fucking wild. They said that they only had about two to four ambulance on site. That's dumb. That's, I, the that's, only reason in Brooklyn that Carefree doesn't have to have an ambulance with a thousand people is because the precinct is right there. Typically, you have to have at least one like, so like ambulance. You got to have a certain amount of cops per people. Exactly. It was... Badly sad. See, that's what we're obviously money hungry. Yep, and I think that there's fault on multiple parties, like you said, Sydney. Before we get to the artist, and that's why I was going to say too, like the artist literally. Sometimes when you perform, I remember when we perform with Megan. um, I pay people to take care of this shit. I just could not see. I could not see the crowd. I just was performing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was performing. Boom, boom, boom. If I saw one little eye at the front. I'm looking at you, but you really sometimes you can't see what the well, however sometimes when the stage is there. You're you're not you're the artist. You're supposed to be up there performing and like you know, not for nothing. There's fifty thousand people, and to be fair, we're all eye level. Nobody is raised, so you can't tell what's going on in the back of a show. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I like my I like when I hear things like there was only two or three ambulances. Like, even if there was less than ten ambulances on deck, that's dumb. Like that, you know. I think. I, as an artist, because I'm an artist, I pay people to take care of things and make sure these things are in place. You know what I mean? Right. So, again, the uh, I, I'm not placing the blame just on them, but it does start somewhere. And I think that I hope that this can be a unfortunate hard lesson, like learn, and that these shows going forward, when it's these big old crowds like this, and know that we cannot be playing and risking people's lives like this. Because that's not fair. Because you are, you, it's a Travis Scott concert. How is there not double the amount of ambulances? Well, How is there not, not double? No, to that point, though, why? And that goes back to Travis. Why would they need to have double? Well, that's Why not fair to the artist. There's a lot and, of and rock stars. This is the other thing that I was saying. Not. It's also on the fans. Yeah, okay, cool. That, that the yeah. fans are, when I say everyone has equal yeah. blame, quote unquote, yeah. the fans are included in that. Because that's, that's you, cool. you got to watch the person beside you. Like, and you have to care about humans. Yeah. You have to be a human. Ooh. And if you're watching an ambulance trying to get through a crowd to help someone, Girl, and you're jumping on top of it. I'd be so pissed, boy. I would have to knock you out my damn self. Like, get out the when way. I that, was the end, that was so bad. But that, that definitely it falls down to human decency. Yes. One, the I'm sorry, y'all. I don't. I'm not. I just wouldn't taken my child to a Travis Scott concert. I personally okay. feel like kids have no place at these large concerts. Maybe a festival. Maybe. Well, it's a Maybe festival. A Technically, it was a festival. Okay, well, I don't... I'm just playing, you know. Because I'm, at this point, like, there's, like, yeah, a nine-year-old in a coma from Impact, and that shit, it just makes me sad, because it's, like, they have pictures of this nine-year-old in the mosh pit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Smiling before they got hit. And I was like, ah, I wouldn't even... maybe he was just in the crowd. And that's how crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't even... So I definitely feel like... It's... it's, We gotta just pray. They're gonna change the rules. The rules are being changed. I definitely feel bad for black artists. Um, Well... There's always that one nigga that's used as an example for everybody. And that's true. But that's... 
unfortunately, reality. And that's already the case. That's already the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, venues already don't like rappers. Right. Yeah, okay? well, they so, like, to- that For people to say, like, oh, now, no, please. They've been like that. They've always been like that. This will be maybe something they can point to, but it's not changing the behavior that they're already doing. Yeah, that's true. No, nah, that it, it it but it's definitely yeah, gonna they're gonna well, feel like they got some leverage when situations like this happen if you try to go do something, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So y'all just gotta the creators and there and the artists just gotta be smart with situations like that. And, you know, if you're an artist or someone who's, you know, into this realm, like Take notes and, you know, pay attention to stuff like this so things don't, you know. Safety first. Yeah, safety first. And always put people's safety first, man. That's a, like, he, buddy got over 50 lawsuits that he finna have to deal with. More than that. that. As I said, over 50, that's the minimum. And that's what the hell happened to us. Good luck, Astro World. Right, right. That was... Yo, they freaking tweeted. They made an Instagram post. And I was like, yo, take this down. Because you're taking me back to 2019. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like uh, whatever year that was. But anywho, um, just the rapid Travis Scott conversation. Of, so the um, the media, black, Twitter, everybody's upset because he's partnering with BetterHelp. And BetterHelp, they provide like counseling service to people. And essentially, like it's a partnership for Travis Scott. So they offer him a certain amount of money to get his fans to sign up for this site for free or whatever the case may be. And people are disgusted because this just seems like, okay, you've partnered with this organization, you're going to get money, and that's how you're going to pay people off. Um, everything is not a PR moment. Everything's not a... It, I just I get people trying to split this stuff, but everything is not a moment to get more money, but y'all know who he's in bed with. He's in bed with Akin K. That's what I was about to say. Um, there was always a publicity stuff. Like, some people lost their lives. Who's in bed with the KKK? Oh. oh, the card, the card. Right. Oh, I was about to. I was just making sure. I okay. Well, well. <laughs> I, I, okay, because I'm like, hold on, did I miss something here? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's not really seeing like yeah. remorse from this situation. His little apology was a little like fake or staged, and then doing that on top of that just really shows. I don't know, but they say he's not leaving his house. But I don't just see that he's being very remorseful. Like, he may be doing more. Maybe he feels. I hope he feels shame. Because we were talking about yeah, that in previous, um, a previous podcast about um, how shame is something that people aren't experiencing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're and right. So you're right. I'm hoping that there is right, a level there's of no that. Shame. But, you know, and that's the other thing. We can't, it, we can't assume how someone truly feels in their heart. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way that in his heart he's okay that people lost their lives at his show. Like, I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't think so. You know, that, right. you know yeah, and like, even from my experience, and thank God it wasn't that severe, but the guilt that you also feel, yeah. like, that is something that he's working on too, so we have to also extend him grace. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that's why celebrity culture is so scary, because their humanity gets taken away from them. And now right. all of a sudden, he's over here sacrificing lives. Yeah, that was... And, like, so I, right I just... So like, so the, the, the thing that is... And here we were talking about, like, synchronicity and all of that stuff. He released the track earlier that day. So that's what really got the, the conspiracy. The that day and the promo. Fire. I literally put it on my playlist. So it was, it like... Said, and it called it Escape... Called no 
escape. Yeah, like escape plan. Escape plan. So when you have, so yeah. that's so, I get why there was conspiracy that's theory. Hilarious. Like, I get it. it he, it, oh, like, it made it so easy. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't listen but to it. So I, I didn't. It's so good, but it's like, it makes you think. Like, yeah. I saw that video of that boy in the car. He was like, he felt like hell, bro. Yeah, I that like, was like, like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, everybody was like, oh, my mind goes back to that. I know it's easy to do that, but we also create that. I don't know. I right. think it's just one of those things. As humanity, we have to, we get to choose how we want something to be. Like, mm-hmm. we literally create reality. Yeah. So if, if we want to see it like that, like, he put this song out, and this happened, his thing, then, yeah, that's true. Or it can be, it's like, it, that's why it's scary. That's why the internet is scary. Yeah. Because it can get everybody thinking a certain way, and now it just makes sense, right? Yeah, right. it does. And so, there's nobody to, so, but, yeah, so you're, so, but that's why I was just saying, like, the, to kind of go back to what you were saying, that's why the conspiracy people theory people was going crazy because it was like it was almost like a this is an alley you like could it not be? But I don't think that he's out here sacrificing people oh, yeah. and, because how is he gonna get rich if he's killing his fans? Like yeah, he made a million off of Astro World in a day or something and more than that. All of that with all these laws again, but you think he did that on purpose? Million. So now we have that out there. So I just, I I'm, oh it's God. tough. It's, Anywho, regardless, if you know somebody who went there, and you know, we we're we're sending our love and condolences exactly. to and everybody. Up, yes, and, up, and I don't wish that on anybody. any artist, anybody, any no. curator, any fan. Uh, no, yeah. Be safe, y'all. Please. Blessings. And my niggas, they gon' push. Tiffany, mm. in an episode, Condola says, I'm pregnant, I'm keeping the baby, 
Lawrence and Issa try to get back together. That's where we end. Oh my God, are they going to be together? Right. Oh, um, man. This season kicks off. We see the crew kind of back together, trying to be cool again. Um, you got the girls at Stanford with Tiffany's husband. I can never remember his fucking name. Uh, Save my life. That's Dan. Dan. <laughs> I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Either. I don't know. Yeah. He wants to be with them too. He wants to be with them too. Yeah. You know, I like him. Because he ain't trying to do too much. Like he too. just support his wife. I like him. He's like a voice him. of reason. He's too. a voice of reason. Yeah. Good. You know, they, um, what happened in episode one? Yeah, please recap. Cause I, okay, so episode one, they're going back to college. Um, they're, There's college. They see old friends. Issa actually has gotten to come out and speak about her newfound business. She's in a weird place, y'all, because... Her business is new, it's doing well, it's a great gesture, but she's not where she thinks she should be. She's still working a regular job, still trying to get her business off the ground. Kelly, we found that they thought my girl was dead. <laughs> like, they got all these type of uh, obituary, like, all right, I was a little confused about that. Okay. thought she had time. Like, how does that happen? I don't know. That's that so crazy. I was so That's fucked up. That's fucked up. Like, but I think, I have a question about that later on. Make, make sure y'all remind me. I got so you. So, we found out Kelly, they found out Kelly's dead. People were saying stuff like, oh, she had a beautiful smile. Her laugh was great. da 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 and then, you know, we kind of get a little bit more insight on Tiffany and Stan's relationship because well, she was Derek. Derek. Oh, Derek. Oh. Derek. <laughs> Derek. <laughs> he was like the one who always liked her. You know what I'm saying? So she, he got the girl, basically. Yeah. Um, and he was, you know, so that was a good, you know, thing. And then Issa and we and the crew, we link up with our old homegirl. What's her name? Who knows? Cheyenne. 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 I hope they think I'm funny. Honestly, I feel like people just think I'm funny anyways. And I be dead serious with they So I already feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just feel like people just think I'm funny. I'm haunting y'all. I think she was a hard worker. <laughs> I think yeah. she had a dope bread. I'm like, 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 funny. I'm hard. I feel like I'm serious. I be like, that's just my reaction to it. The situation, they just be like, You're funny. It's yeah. just their response is entertaining. <laughs> it's not that they don't take you seriously. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. I'm haunting like, folks. Really like, I don't know how I would feel for real because it's like, Bitch, I ain't no joke about me. Or, right. I ain't like, no joke. The fuck? This ain't. But that's all I remember when she had that smile. That's cute. Like, no key things. Like, I live a life to. She, like, bowling. Nobody said any of those right. things. Right. <laughs> exactly what she was. At the end of that episode, yeah. was the biggest storyline mover is that she started her podcast to so let people know about her. Right. Yeah. So she wouldn't just be the, the extra person. Right. You know, the, the comic relief. Right, and I think that's about her her purpose. I think right. that was about that too, because yeah. you know, as her story arc has grown, we are. She has always been that the joke, or she's the laughter, or whatever. And we 
pointed that out in previous seasons. Yeah. Like, what I see more Kelly. Yeah. Why does so, she have to be the one to peel herself? True, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> uh, uh, I wonder so if she's going to get her own things, show. Like a come to Jesus moment when you come to your class reunion and they think you're dead. And you're like, wait, <laughs> but maybe I haven't lived yet. Right. Ooh, do y'all think this is going to be uh, the end of insecure? We want to get into secure. Yeah. Uh, ooh, secure. That'll be cool. No, but that's because I'm like, what if I like, like a, lo- a lot of people yeah. do say that they want to see Kelly. So I, that's why I was like, what if she they like what if they're setting her up to like maybe get her own like spinoff show or like something like that. That would be, like that, that you know? be hilarious. You could because yeah. you know I feel like maybe it's even it could potentially sometimes art imitates life. So it could be like a weird thing. It kind of goes back to all her jokes that she was yeah, talking that she about, had. all the little side mm-hmm. things she was talking about, and then that she sold the experiences. Especially with all the dudes. Yeah. She's like, oh, I thought that was my boyfriend. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> so I want to see her interact with a guy for real. Yeah, She's so. like a little player, apparently. So we'll see. I don't know. But. Yeah, she was like, ooh. I, I like when uh you have those sexually liberated girls like of all sizes and they're not like, this is a big bitch. I get to the end. Um, and I can choose and I can, you know. That's right, baby. Okay, but moving along <laughs> in the insecure topic. So we get into Issa and Molly's relationship. That's coming back together. Yes, um the second, Yeah, it's like, you know, they're rekindling. In the second episode, we have Issa who is putting on a her she her it's a year later. The second episode is actually a year later. Um and it starts where Issa is into her career. She's starting to get bigger sponsorships. Hell, she works full time on this thing and she has a project where she presents an artist from the underground to like a, do a mainstream get a mainstream opportunity. So in this particular um episode, she's working with this artist Chris Sean, who is an um ex-con. He is a designer who hires um recently released uh people. And things like that. So he's presenting this whole big fashion experience and Issa's challenge by her sponsors to <coughs> basically make corrections to his show. Because I guess, you know, like they always say, it's a little too black. You niggered it up in here. Let's talk. <laughs> All right? Basically. So that happens in episode two. And then it gets, it raises this question of, you know, we all are in business, y'all. At what point do you say... I'm going to do what's right for the purpose over the paycheck and business. So, because this episode was all about that. She's finally getting into her mode. She's finally getting into herself. You see Molly, she goes back and she looks at her Tinder or whatever that shit is and realizes, like, damn, I was tight. I was a tight ass. Like, you know, I need to scale it back a bit. But Issa, on the other hand, she's starting to get sponsorship money. She's like, no, bitch, I'm not about to lose these opportunities. If I got to... Make tweaks to my purpose. I'm going to do that. So we see people making tweaks to their purpose and what they require. Where do you think the line comes in? Like as a businesswoman, as let's just stick it to this, as a businesswoman, where you have to decide if you should do what's best for the money or for the purpose. And what decision would you have made if you were in Issa's uh, place? That's my question for all of you. I think it has to do with like just your own personal like uh what makes you feel at peace Peace, yeah Yeah. Yeah. what makes you feel at peace because if you do something and now you feel agitated and out of your zone and not comfortable with it that's going to cause you more stress so even if it is passing up a check i'd rather pass that check up than be stressed out Mm -hmm. or if it's me standing on principle i'd rather stand on principle than sell out 
So that that's just like I gotta feel at peace. Yes, for sure. That's what I was gonna say. Once I start to feel uncomfortable or like shaky, I'm definitely gonna have to reevaluate. Like if we can't come to some agreement, then I'm just gonna have to let it go. Like, yeah, I rather choose peace for sure. Yeah, yeah that's what like Oh, sorry. Once no, you figure out how to make money, you can make it again. You can make, like, right. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Yes, you can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's well said. And I think because of that, like, I don't know. I, like, I guess peace was the best word because I'm, like, the minute I feel like I'm disrespecting myself is the minute I'm, like, nah, I can't mm-hmm. do this. You know what I'm saying? Am I going to regret this? It's, 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 yeah, it looks good right now, but am I going to regret this decision, like, shoot a month from now a year from now if so then i probably don't even need to do it you know so right I, and that's what ended up happening she she felt because it turned out positive yeah it did because he because she he did the artist ultimately like made the decision to do what they yep. wanted and i know in her gut she felt bad about it but she was like fuck like i don't know like and it's I'm hard to, to be in those positions. It. Yeah, it's hard to be in those positions. He did yeah, the show. And the guy he did loved the exact it. way he did it. And, and the, the white man loved yeah. it. He yeah. was like, wow, that was amazing. I'm so happy you didn't listen to us. Sometimes you got to no, break rules. Like, oh, you do. I would stand my ground in that situation. You got to break rules. I will say from personal experience, because people have care for black girl, they'll be like, well, can we make this tagline more inclusive or... Whatever the case may be, can we open this up? And a lot of times, it just becomes a the bottom line of like, does this align with the original reason I started to do this? Mm-hmm. And I think some things like I can bend to, right? So like some people, they would sponsor, but they don't want to see the sick weed smoking stuff like that in the pictures. So and they'll give money to a certain thing. So like I'll, you know make it more family friendly, be like, hey y'all, smoke over here, whatever the case may be. Like, you know, I'll compromise in those ways so that the overall vision can still happen. But then you have people that are like, um, can you write in your tagline this is a space for all women? It is a space for all women. Everybody can come, but the purpose is to highlight black women. Like, you know, it was an issue at South by Southwest one year. Somebody kept saying like, oh we're representing all women or whatever. And the people in the audience were like, no, this is black black women thing. Like you know what I mean? It's all I think that sometimes as a new owner, as a business person, when you do want those bigger checks, sometimes you just be like, okay, maybe I should compromise. And I think that we see here that Issa, she definitely was willing to compromise, but it was a compromise that wasn't really needed. Because in that instance, and it taught me a valuable lesson seeing her, is you have to remember why people seek you out too. Exactly. When they want to work with your brand or when they think about sponsoring you, when they think about like, you know, hiring you for a job, it's like, you already bring something that we need. So lean into that. And if we try from a not knowing standpoint, stop you, like push through. So that's what I learned from that episode. And I'm hoping that her and Crenshaw like have a hot sex moment because he's so hot. We love it. We love to see it. She got all the five. I love it. Yes, she deserves. Lord. She does. And we're going to, okay, so we're going to wrap this episode, this up with the episode three, because that's where most of us stopped at. Um, episode three, speaking of baby moms, con, con, condolence, sorry, oh my God, this is not <laughs> on purpose, on purpose, so the condola, um, she is having a baby, or whatever the case may be, and Lawrence finds out via social media while he's on a date, and he runs to the hospital. Or was it a text message? 
It was a text message. It was a text message. Oh, I was like, oh my God. He found out the text. Text message. Okay. I thought it was social media. Mm -hmm. See, that's how much I need. (laughs) So he rushed to the hospital. Insert Kiki Palmer. We have Kiki Palmer. And her mom is played by... um, what the lady who plays on Why Do Fools Fall in Love? One of the baby, one of the people on there. Oh, I can't. That's where I remember her from, but I can't remember her real name. All right. Anyway, she's on there. Kiki Palmer, Mama's there. Kendola has a baby. Just the and names him something crazy without talking to Lawrence. Without talking to Lawrence, so Lawrence <laughs> meets his son for the first time, who has already been named. Um, his christening date is set up. Insert a new father, new mother who had decided that she was having this baby, regardless if he said yes or no. Lawrence, don't think he thought too much of it, but insert man with morals, he decides he wants to be a father. Um, so this episode unravels with Kendola, yes, having the baby, Lawrence living in another city and traveling back and forth to try to be present in the baby's life. But then sometimes fucking up. And getting tired and not wanting to go and being able to scapegoat and still fucking the girl that he left on the date. <laughs> and so he's still living his life because the coolest thing about this episode was the split screen of how it is to be a single mother and then maybe have this man that wants to be involved. But really, it's not involved when you're not there. It's it's a, you get to choose. You get to choose if you want to come down or if you're going to be able to make it or whatever. So that was really interesting, and man, I'm going to tell you, I think it was quite the lesson for us all. His name is Elijah Mustafa, the son's name. It's the Mustafa for me. Mustafa for me, and the thing about what Sydney just said, it was a big lesson for us all, because regardless of what, mothers, you had the baby, it's yours. And I know fathers, you, this is not to disrespect and disregard you, but Seeing that girl sitting there, not being able to get herself dressed, and his boy just walking around on his day to day, looking so refreshed, <laughs> I screamed. I was like, "Oh my god! Like, how does this add up? Like, how does it add up? Like, he did it on purpose. Or he did it. Know? So this episode oh. basically shows that Damn. he was living his life, and she was pregnant and preparing and becoming oh. a mother. And when he saw the baby, he realized, oh, "I have a baby. I want to do better." But she's realizing for the first time, like, this is hard work. I'm tired. I'm worn out. So she's getting angry because he wants to show up. But it's kind of like it's a split thing because he was just living his life. And y'all did just hook up. This is what he was doing. And now you have decided to have a baby. That's what you chose to do. But now we try to bring it together. And it shows how frustrating it can fucking be. Like, the first time she was letting her baby go to him, she freaked out. Because it's like... But yep. that wasn't fair either. Yeah. And I think it. that that, was, that didn't help the bonding between Lawrence and the baby. Yeah. And so that time where he made that decision not to come down because he was tired from work might have been a different decision if he had gotten to hang out with his son and yeah. was fostering that relationship. Right. So that's a thing too. Like you can't withhold the child and not let that bond try to start to form. But then he does have the responsibility to be there and follow through with when he says he's going to do something because she doesn't have a choice. Yeah. She doesn't get to say, oh, I don't feel like having the baby today. Yeah. Like, that's not fair. And if you're going to be there, you have to create a truly equitable situation. 
Definitely, that is very true. But it looks messy and I don't want it. That was a little tough one for episode three. And that's where we're going to stop. Like, I guess I my question for you all is, would you have done it? Would you personally have decided to push through and keep the baby? And do you think... I guess you guys kind of answered this already. You feel like there's... Like, he's not as wrong as he's coming off, considering that she was like, I'm doing this on my own. And he's having to, like, snap into it, which is... And nobody had, is prepared for, you know? Yeah. Um, but she did make a decision. So, what are our thoughts on that? Like, do, does, it, does he look like a bad guy that we thought he would think he should be? You know? Because it's yes. like, I'm not really mad at him. I'm mad at him. Yeah. I think it's one of those situations where both parties played a role in it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you can't play it to try to place blame on one of the other silly and it's just going to waste time. I think the best thing and the most mature thing that they could do is take their feelings out of it. Y'all have a human being that y'all have to raise. Find a healthy way to communicate and a healthy way to be around each other so that way... It can be healthy because at the end of the day, that's that that should be the main priority. Is how we how can we make this situation make sense for the both of us, and how can we raise this child in a healthy environment? Because if not, what are you gonna you know? And don't let your sister Kiki Palmer keep throwing <laughs> fuel on the fire. You feel me? Okay? Like like letting other people's opinions get in your ear because you see it happening. She yes. keeps. <laughs> She doesn't like him. Yeah. So everything he does is trash. Mm-hmm. And so that gets into Condola's head and then it makes her feel some type of way. So that's the other thing. Even if you think you're helping your loved one, maybe keep your opinion to yourself and just yeah. be there in support. Yep. Even if you have to take it with a grain of salt. As a big sister, y'all, it's hard. As a sibling. But I've learned that, listen, I just be like, oh, what he did now? Oh. <laughs> Well, yeah. if you were watching Friday, watch your Friday. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah, I don't know. I think, I, yeah, if I was in that position, that's I think that's how I would at least try the best way to handle that. Because what any other option seems like it's about to be a headache. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I, would, I would at least give him a try. I would at least give him a shot at trying to make an effort. But when you see that consistent behavior of like. Things falling apart. Oh, absolutely! You, know, you can't reward that older, behavior. You know, then I'll probably be more on like, okay, this isn't working out, or something really needs to change. Right. But I feel like it's early stages right now. They both got to figure it out together. And if I was in a situation, I would hope that you know we can, like I said, communicate. We can like figure it out. But no, and I feel like too, you gotta be. Yeah, yeah, you gotta be. I don't know. I mean, some it's probably easier said than done in some situations, but, like, <clears throat> maybe initially he didn't want to go through with it, but, you know, trying to be there now and step up or do figure out how he can be there. You know, people have a change of heart, and you shouldn't necessarily punish them for that either. Like, at least I'm choosing to be here now. I can choose to stay away. Yeah. You get I what I'm saying? Good, good way to think about it. Because it's like... How many people do we know that, you know, shit, so it's like, so yeah, but I don't know, I watched the, I watched this past Sunday's episode, um, we, I can't wait for y'all to see it, um, so we can talk about it, but yeah, Insecure is mm, coming in hot. Coming in hot, I got to see it. I-
I'ma vibe out today. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey. mm-hmm. I'ma vibe out today. Mm-hmm. Away. Mm-hmm. I'ma vibe out today. Mm-hmm. Away. I'ma vibe out today. Tis the season, you guys. <laughs> it is the fourth quarter, which means it's holiday season. And that's a lovely time, but it can also be a very stressful time. For me, I'm going to be honest. I think that as I'm in this weird, trying to get my personal life together, the holidays are just not fun for me. It doesn't doesn't excite me. It makes me feel stressed out. It makes me feel like all these obligations start popping up and... You got to be happy and all this stuff when you're just trying to get yourself together. So with all that, you know, I try to figure out like, how am I going to keep myself together and maintain my sanity and not lose it (laughs) during this time period? So I think with me, and I'm interested to see if you guys have any mechanisms, obviously I'm going to continue meditating. I'm going to be super vigilant about that. Um, just to keep my peace. Once again, there's peace again, common thing. (laughs) And just not overextending myself. Like, Mm -hmm. even when it comes to Thanksgiving, I'm only going to maybe cook one dish, you know? I'll help, but I'm not going to say I'm going to do this, this, and this, because I don't feel like it. That's That's (laughs) not true. I don't know how to cook that. I know how to cook, but I'm not like a known cooker in my family, a cook in my family, so I won't be asked to do that type of stuff. (laughs) Um, I guess for me, it's a lot about like personal, what are you doing now in your career? Who are you dating? Are you getting married? Those type of questions. I think that my tips for navigating that type of stuff is definitely like one with the mindset. Like if I don't want to talk about it, I'm not talking about it. If somebody comes up to you and be like, Hey girl, what's going on with so-and-so? Honestly, my sister, she's a Capricorn, make up something. Oh my God, I told you that girl, I'm just playing with you. Next time you see them. But in that moment, if you just got to, like, say something to get them out of your face, that's a good tactic to have. Mm-hmm. But I also just have started just saying, oh, girl, it, everything's going well. Like, being very short or just not really talking about it. Like, dating, girl, he fine. I don't really want to talk about that right now. And if people keep going, be like, well, what's going on with you? Try to um, push the topics back to the person when they ask more questions because a lot of people, relatives, they like to get in your business, but they don't like to talk about their business. So a tip that I always use is I'll try to be brief in my answer, but then like shoot it back at them really quick and say, what's going on with you? And if they don't want to talk about it, then that's the end of the conversation. You don't got to keep talking about you. Um, that Yeah, that's my tip for family because I always get it. I always get it. When are you getting married? What's this poly thing we talked about? What, do you, what does that mean? What if he likes it? Like, people literally come at me with the craziest stuff. And oh, I'll be like, goodness, I can imagine. Like, I'll be like, oh, girl, I don't really think about it. I'm not really trying to think about it. Here, let me get these greens. Like, I really am that. I've become that person because I used to show up to every, like, conversation, argument, shade, everything that was thrown at me. And, like, last year, I was so tired, I couldn't do it. And I, me telling people, like, girl, I just came to eat. <laughs> it worked so well Fact. like it did it worked well and I think that like don't be afraid to do that like that worked a charm <laughs> so yeah that's my tip when navigating family during the holidays 
Uh, yeah, I don't really have nothing else to add to that besides, like, don't give a fuck about what these people are asking you. Like, like you said, don't give a fuck, give them a short answer. And, like, even if you they force you to try to give them a real answer, like, fuck them. Like, if you stand on whatever you got going on, too, you know what I'm saying? Don't make nobody shame you and what you got going on. So this is my question for you. You know, somebody, like, what's your advice to somebody that's like, oh, girl, you getting real thick. Oh, I get that all the time. Well, oh, you, um... I, my thing is I'm getting small. Like, like, you ain't eating enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, well, I know. I, I mean, sometimes you feel a little shame either way. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, well, what you got going on? Like, you get a little thick too. <laughs> I'll clap back. It depends on which family member it is too. Right. You know, every family member is different. Um, when I was in college, my weight fluctuated. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I... Also, I'm a jokester. I will crack on myself so that way you can't crack on me. So if you ask me a question, I'm about to nip it in the bud by making the most flawless joke that I can about myself so you can't say nothing else about me. And we're going to keep it moving. Yeah, so I was about to say, so if you got that kind of tactic, if you can pull that off, then <laughs> that's sometimes that's how I deflect. <laughs> like, because at that point, what are you going to say to me? Yep, I sure did gain a little weight and I like it. So you like it? What nice. they gonna say? That's no. Oh well, you ain't supposed to like it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you can't. Don't let people make you feel bad about yourself. And like sometimes you gotta laugh at yourself too. So you know, find that happy balance. And hopefully you can. I don't know. I think that's what I was saying at the beginning. When it comes to holidays for me, my family, we're all old. Okay, we're mm -hmm. old, and we have our my sibling. I mean, my niece and nephew. They're they act old. So it's not, you know, it's just a very kind of different vibe over there. But with that, it can, for me, I feel a little lonely because I'm ready for my family. Mm -hmm. I love my family, but I want my family. And so that's why I just want to do my best and just kind of like try to keep my, because I realize I think I do have a little seasonal depression because I don't like the cold. I don't like how dark it gets so early I do need the sun I already am vitamin D deficient so I realize I don't go outside in the winter because it's cold and plus the sun there's no direct sunlight so I'm realizing all these things about myself and that's I'm like oh my god for the first time I'm self-aware I'm like the holidays are not fun for me mm -hmm. and so it's like just trying to be Continue with my routine. Exercising is going to be the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, we'd love to hear some tips, candy. Got you. So we can, <laughs> you know, keep our, because like we talk about, your yeah. mood is also in alignment with your exercising. And Yo. you can boost your mood just by exercising. 15 minutes a day. Literally. And so, yeah, I have to keep doing that because I will get into a little slump. Yo. And feel all wow. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, um, yeah, I think that that's definitely, like, if, so if I could be transparent, you know, I was kind of real busy this past, like, eight weeks between September and October, and I didn't really get a chance to work out, and I felt it, and, like, these past two weeks, I've been trying to get back on my workout regimen, and today was, like, week two of it, and, baby, my mood has just changed, and it's just about moving and channeling my energy, and if you're someone who's in your head a lot, or, um, you know, if you, if you're sitting 
sitting down and you don't get a chance to move, like just move your body. It feels good. Like maybe you don't go to the gym and lift weights. Maybe you're in your room and you're taking a Zoom class. Maybe you're going to a boxing class. Maybe you're in your room shaking your hour for an hour, or ask for an hour. Like whatever helps you feel good. Like I would definitely do that. Like you know, if it's sitting in silence for 15 minutes, like, you know, in the morning, like a lot of people don't take the time to do that. Like, don't forget some of those little tricks as well. Like, don't just hop to your phone, like hit snooze for a little bit and like go in the corner and like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't let Twitter and all these text messages and stuff influence your first minutes. Like you didn't even have time to thank the star, the, the sun for being out. You feel me? Like, so little things like that I think are important to keep in mind, especially during times like this. It's going to be very easy to be influenced and depressed. It's cold. People are going to be doing things. People are not going to be doing things. You got family. So it's like, yo, like know your triggers and take care of yourself and put yourself first. Um, and, you know, that goes along with your mental health. And then your, when it comes to your physical health, like, again, like if you're someone who's not sure where to start, if you're comfortable taking classes, start off with maybe taking finding a class in your area, right? And try that out. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't. But you got to try it, right? And don't wait until January 1st to do it. Like, figure it out in December if you can. That way, when January comes, you're already in your mood and you already know what's working for you. Um, you know, if you don't like classes and you know you're someone who has, needs a personal trainer and you got the money for it, stop. Stop spending your money on bullshit and go get you a personal trainer, you know, um, they got, they have plenty of body challenges. I put some out, you know, you can do simple things like that. They got so many things on YouTube. They have apps. Like there's so many ways to just be, go ahead. Well, I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. So, cause I was just thinking like today, like it's my lady time and mm-hmm. I'm not feeling it. I, I know. I don't want to work out, I but know. I know I need to do something. So yeah. what yeah. is like a quick. You know, heart rate thing that is effective that you could do, and I could feel like, okay, I did something. I always is it like a hundred jumping jacks. I or? it's always to your personal preference. I like I under because I understand when it's that time you really don't feel like moving, but that's honestly when you should move because right. you have the cramps and like everything else. And it's like if you move, you'll kind of help your body out a little bit. Yeah. I tell people to do whatever's going to make you feel good. So if you're in the mood to bust out 100 jumping jacks, fucking go for it, right? Because we're emotional during that time. We're moody. So it's like, do what you think at that moment is going to feel good. I can tell you to do 100 knee jumps. But if you're not in the mood to do them, you're not about to bust them bitches out, are you? No. Maybe. So with that, so it's hard. Just get your heart rate up. Just move your body. That's why I'm like, if if, if twerking in in the mirror for 30 minutes is going to make you feel better, do that. If walking outside for five minutes for some fresh air is going to make you feel better, do that. At least you did something to move your body. Maybe the next day you'll add 10 minutes onto it. You know what I mean? But during that week, I always tell people, just try to move your body. Stretch. That's a good time to stretch because stretching will definitely burn some calories if you stretch. What? You have a stretch for 20 minutes? Yes. Be breaking a whole sweat out that joint. Like, <laughs> that's a good point. yo, so it's like, that's why I'm like, yo, just do whatever you feel. Like, if you have access to a pool and you don't mind getting your hair wet, 
Go swimming. Swimming is the best for if you know how to swim. If you don't know how to swim, go get some swimming exercises. It is the best form of exercise you can ever do in life. And it can save your life. So, you know, those are some of my <laughs> those are but yeah, I always just tell people like just get moving. Like the biggest thing that you can do is do is move. Try not to overthink it. Obviously have a game plan, but enjoy it. Like, you know, you shouldn't be trying to like punish yourself or it shouldn't be something where it's just like Ah, like it's like I'm gonna do this because I want to feel good. You know, always go into like saying I want to do this because I want to feel good. I love that. So if I just want to lay in my bed and wiggle my legs, that does not count. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we need a little bit more movement than that, boo boo. Like if I'm on my back and just like doing the uh, bike thing, that's not. If you do that for a certain amount of time, absolutely. Okay. I just you want know? to make sure, like I'm not. Do something for at least five minutes. That's my minimum. Okay. Like you know, it don't matter what you do. Just go do something for five minutes. I like that. You know. Pretty nice. Thank you, Katie. You're welcome. And if you know, if I like, if y'all really need suggestions on what the hell to do, like, please don't hesitate to ask me. I'm going to try to like put out more stuff. And now, you know, I've been doing a little program with Nika and kind of test running that. So, you know, got some things in the work, but like, yo, move y'all. Just, it, just move. Just start moving. It doesn't matter what age you are. I don't care if you're listening, you're 21. I don't care if you're listening, you're 41. Like everybody should be moving. Move your body. I promise you it'll help and, you know, release some endorphins and help you feel yeah, good. Get your brain going. Feel confident in yourself. Eat it. underscore rich on instagram you can follow my tarot and meditation page at arcana a-r-c-a-n-a dot a-t-l um and you can book a tarot reading with me at experiencearcana.com i love it i gotta really take advantage before the year is over because i'm i've been really i'm not gonna lie i've been scared i've been running away from the stars i don't even know why i've been so because watch when you do my reading you gonna understand why then girl because it's the stars is a mess um anyways before we start going to astrology What's up, y'all? It's your girl, DJ Candy Rain. Um, you can follow me across all platforms, especially SoundCloud. Please come follow me on SoundCloud. Um, it's my Candy Rain, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. Um, and also remember, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, 3 to 5 p.m., you can listen to me DJ live and talk about some of these topics as well um, on sparkfmonline.com. It's Nika. Um, be sure to follow me at uh, Carpe Nika on Instagram and follow my blog, BrokeToDope.com on Instagram and BrokeToDope on Twitter. Alrighty, y'all. It's Quana. I can be found at Quana MC on all social media. So that's Q U A N N A M C. Um, make sure you guys stay in touch with us. Carefree Black Girl has a holiday party November 27th. It's free but if you would like to support us on tour next year feel free to purchase a ticket uh the ticket comes with anything from a tote to a t-shirt so just know that you're going to get some swag um 
Also, be sure to meet us on November 30th. We'll be partying at the polls with the New Georgia Voter Project. Um, check us out. We're going to have a few locations throughout the city. And later that night, we all will be partying with Red Bull at this Sound Clash event. Yep, yep, yep. So be sure to follow Carefree Black Girl to keep up with all the information. That is Carefree Black Girl underscore Inc. on Instagram at CFBG Pod on Twitter. And you can also go to our website, carefreeblackgirl.com without the I. Thank y'all. Later. Bye.